This is episode number 118 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Everybody, welcome back to the Fearless Presentations podcast. I'm Doug Standard, CEO of the Leaders Institute and Fearless Presentations, and this is the podcast that helps people just like you become more poised and confident presenters and speakers. This is episode number 118, and on this episode, we're going to talk about how to design persuasive speeches and specifically how to create a, a, a persuasive speech outline so that you can deliver a very effective persuasive speech without having to kind of memorize anything and that will help you really persuade your audience. Um, we're also going to talk a lot on this session about sales presentations, how to do a, a really good sales presentation. Don't let that throw you off if you're not a salesperson because anytime that we're trying to persuade somebody, we're either trying to sell them on a product, a service, an idea. So if you are presenting an idea to uh, at a staff meeting or something like that to your boss or to uh, somebody in authority, we're really trying to persuade them to buy into a concept. And it's the same technique. It's just used a little bit different way. And we'll kind of talk about that on the on the session. Um, this is, uh, like I said, this is session number 118. And uh, we have, uh, and by the way, the, the podcast is sponsored by Fearless Presentation. So if you haven't had a chance to run to fearlesspresentations.com, take a look at our, our presentation skills classes. That can be really helpful because as as good as the content, hopefully you you really enjoy the the podcast. And you're saying, oh man, this is really really good content. The real challenge with getting information via a, a podcast or a video or a YouTube channel or something like that is that it's really it makes it much more difficult to apply. So one of the things about the classes that makes them work so 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 well is that it's a place where you can actually apply these skills or, or this information in a controlled environment so you can't fail. And that's really one of the the real benefits of, of going to a class. So we have classes coming up in the next month and a half or so in Houston, Washington, DC. Columbus, New Orleans, St. Louis, Stanford, Connecticut, Virginia Beach, Cincinnati, Phoenix, Miami, Dallas, San Francisco, and Boston. And th those are just the, the, the ones that are coming up in the next few weeks. So if I didn't call your city, just go to fearlesspresentations.com, look at the seminar schedule, and register for one of those classes. All right, so let's get on with today's podcast. So the topic that we're going to cover today is how to design persuasive speeches, specifically how to give a, a presentation speech or create an outline for one so that you don't have to memorize a bunch of stuff and it, and it kind of flows really, really well. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit about sales presentations, and we'll give some examples. By the way, I'll give you some examples of a, a typical kind of presentation that you can do when you use this technique. So hopefully it'll be very helpful for you. Now, th this technique, by the way, it will help you create an amazing presentation speech outline. And in fact, you know, the sales presentation tips that are of that, uh, the examples that we're going to use uh, on the podcast, you can use this a number of different ways. And and one of the things that sometimes folks will kind of say right off the bat, especially if they see the title, you know, sales presentation, say, wait, Doug, I'm not a salesperson or I'm not, a, I'm not a professional salesperson. Maybe that's, maybe that's what they, they say. This just isn't going to work for me. 
whether you're a salesperson or you're just trying to persuade coworkers to accept your ideas, the process is going to be important to success. You know, obviously when you create a presentation, a persuasive speech, or you create a presentation where you're trying to sell an idea, you, you don't want to be scripted. So a quick outline will typically work a whole lot better than trying to do a scripted presentation. And um, so let's kind of, let me give you the, the outline uh, just kind of in an overview. Um, and, and if you haven't had a chance to listen to the podcast that I did a few weeks ago, how to design a speech quickly, um, I gave a few tips on how to create quick a, a quick presentation outline. This is very similar. The, the techniques that we're using here are going to be very similar to the techniques that we introduced on, on that podcast. But we're going to add a little bit more detail about how to make that presentation more persuasive in this session. Um, and it's it's really a very simple three-step process, process and it, it will help you persuade even the toughest audiences, by the way. Um, so one of the things that you want to keep in mind when you design one of these is you want to you want to change from a, a feature benefit. Um, that's kind of an old style sales technique where you give somebody a feature of your idea or a feature of your product and then tell them how they're going to benefit. And and by the way, that's still a really good technique to use. I mean, I still kind of use that a lot in my in my own presentations, but you just want to kind of change the concept from from providing, you know, like a, a feature benefit type of presentation to being more of a problem solver for your, for your, um, audience. Um, now once you kind of change that mentality and you start thinking, thinking of yourself as being a problem solver, then it's important to kind of identify just a few of the most important problems that your product or your idea, whatever it is that you're trying to persuade people to do solves. And then finally, you have to prove that your audience is going to get that solution <laughs> so that you can solve, you got to prove to the audience that you can solve those problems for them. So um, just um, kind of as an overview, the secret to being persuasive is you have to show your audience how they can get what they want. <laughs> if you're able to do that, they're going to like you. It's amazing how so many people will try to be persuasive by being self-centered. You know, for instance, many salespeople will start their sales presentations talking about their product, their service, their company, their experience, all that kind of stuff. They'll say something like, you know, my company has 20 years of experience in this industry, or this product has a number of different features. The problem with that is that you're focusing on yourself. You're not focusing on the listener or your audience. So this three three step process that I just kind of overview overviewed for you, it's going to help you think more like your audience. When you think more like your audience, then your audience will more likely agree with your conclusions, and you'll be more likely to persuade them. So um, let me give you the the example, a, a simple example of how you can put these together. And we'll start with step number one. So step number one, which is you want to change from more of a feature benefit to problem solver. And just so you know, this is a very subtle change. This is one of those things that if you are doing the feature benefit, you're going to be okay. But if you if you think more like a problem solver, it, it will give you more of a depth and your audience is going to like what you're talking about even even more. So um, the, so when basically what you want to do is you want to first identify. Um, well, let me give you, let me kind of share with you what the feature benefit process is, because I think if you understand that a little bit better, it makes it a little bit easier to make the, the transition. So in the olden days, you know, salespeople were taught that you first have to identify a feature of your product or a feature of your idea 
and then tell the audience a benefit statement for this feature. For instance, let's say that a dentist is trying to persuade her patient to brush longer. Well, a feature benefit statement for that might sound like brush at least two minutes. That would be the feature and you'll have better checkups. That's the benefit. Right. So and and it's good. It, I mean, there's nothing really wrong with that. I mean, obviously, people that are going to the dentist want to get better checkups, but it fails to really identify the, the actual problem that the patient might be experiencing that he or she may want to fix. So a better way would be to start with the with a problem statement. So what what what's a problem that occurs if somebody doesn't brush two minutes in the morning and two minutes in the afternoon or in the evening? Sorry. And it, and it might sound so a, a real problem statement might sound something like, hey, if you want to avoid another root canal and a crown, try brushing two minutes in the morning and then two minutes in at night. Right. So that those are two things that people want to avoid. They want to avoid root canals. They want to avoid getting crowns on their teeth. So as a result, those are things since that those are that those are pain points that I want to avoid. I'm more likely now to create a behavior change. So, yeah, I might like a good checkup, but I really want to avoid the pain involved with the root canal and and getting the crown. So um, if you're selling a product, think about the, the, the customer's problem, you know, not what your product does. For instance, you know, a feature of a computer might be the speed of the processor. So the benefit, it could be a more efficient workday. However, what the, the, what's the problem that this speed or this more efficiency is is going to solve it, it gets rid of that spinning wheel of death on your computer screen so the, the point is is that if you want to make the the solution more personal to the person it, you'll actually be more persuasive you'll you'll win that person to your way of thinking a whole lot more easily than if you do something more general or generic and so featured benefit statements are good but if you focus more on being a problem solver hey, what's the problem that this person is having and and use your presentations as a way to help people solve those things then you're going to do a whole lot better so okay so once you start thinking differently about your presentations and what you're doing, you know, you're a problem solver. Now you want to identify the three most important problems that your product or your idea solves. Now, if you're really, really sure that you know what the audience's most important problem is, then you can skip this step. So like, for instance, if in that dental, the reason I used the, the dentist as an example a few minutes ago was that the dentist will likely use that if the person who he or she is trying to persuade has just had a root canal and has just gotten a crown. So I know that at that point, I'm going to know what that pain point is. And so I only have to give one specific problem solving statement. Um, however, in most cases, you know, most of the time we don't have all the information that we need to identify what the most important challenge is. So it's a good idea to create a few different bullet points in your presentation that way, or a few different problem statements anyway. That way um, you're more likely to solve the, a potential problem that that person that you're speaking to or that group of people that you're speaking to has or that they're, experience, that they're experiencing. So that way, um, you know, basically I, at the end of your presentation, that person is going to is going to be thinking, oh, that's that's exactly what I want or that's definitely what I want. If you're if you're the person, the people who are in your audience are saying that at the end of your presentation, you you've been very persuasive. So the three problem statements, they these are the things that become the backbone of your persuasive speech outline. So an easy way to do this, by the way, is just to repeat step number one a couple of times. 
you just go back and ask yourself the same question or what's the problem. And, and so you basically just go through that, that process that we went through, went through in the first bullet point or the first um, idea anyway, and just do it again, do it a second time and the third time, pretty easy. Um, another way um, is to just ask yourself, you know, what are the major problems that my product or my idea is going to solve? What are the problems that we're facing now? Or what are the problems that the audience is facing now that my idea is going to solve? Or what are the problems that my customer is facing now that my product could solve? And if you hone in on those things, now you've got your your outline. Try to get at least two or three, and it'll it'll make you more effective. So, for instance, let's say let's just pick something just really general. Like, um, let's say you're you're selling a car to somebody, and if you're selling a car to somebody, then the items that may be potential problems. It might be, um, let's say that one of the things is that the person is embarrassed to invite friends to ride with, with him or her in, in their old clunker. You know, that's a, the embarrassment is a big selling point, right? If they have an old clunker that doesn't have air conditioning or something like that, and they're like, oh, I'm embarrassed when my friends come, then that's a, that's a big, that's a big problem. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's something that somebody would, would, invest in a new car in order to solve that problem. Another one might be that they're spending too much money on gasoline. So, you know, gas prices are going up and, and I don't want to spend as much money as, as, as high a percentage of my pay, paycheck on um, gasoline. Um, a third thing might be, um, you know, my car has been in the shop twice in the last year and that's taken money in my pocket as well. So if you know that these are potential problems, you can now easily design a series of points that, that solve these things for the, the potential customer. So basically, just kind of think like your customer thinks, and you can come up with these these ideas pretty pretty easily. Um, that, so going back to the car example, let's say I'm a, I am a car salesman, then um, asking questions up front when you're talking to your potential customer instead of jumping right into a sales pitch will help you determine what those those problems are that he or she is facing. A lot of times they'll just tell you, hey, so why do you want to get a new car? And they'll tell you, oh, well, I'm spending too much money on gasoline or this has been in the shop too many too often or, you know, I'm just embarrassed. You know, they'll, they'll kind of tell you those things if you just ask them. And a lot of customers will, by the way, you just have to take the time to identify what those real problem statements are. Um, so the last thing that you'll do is you want to prove to the audience that you can solve these problems. So now we've we started thinking like the customer or the audience member. We're thinking more of problems that the people that we're speaking to have. And we've identified a, a list of these that are potential problems that we can help them with. So now we have to show them how we can solve those problems. So one of the best one of the best, um, you know, once you have that really well-designed series of bullet points or three problem statements, you know, the best way to prove that you can solve those potential problems is with success stories from other situations that were similar to the situation that this person might be experiencing. So, um, you know, going back to the the problem statements for the car, we just need some real life examples of successes that somebody's had where they've solved these problems with the potent with the car that we're we're trying to sell to the person. So, um, like for instance, um, you could do, if if you and if you listen to your current customers and follow up with your current customers, you'll have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these things, right? But let's just say that um, I, that you could tell a story like, you know, what I had a customer last week who told me that she and a coworker carpooled to work. 
And she said that she was looking for a car that was more dependable. And, and she didn't come right out and say it, but although she, she didn't say, you know, you know, I, I get nervous when my coworkers in my car, <laughs> I get nervous that I'm going to be stranded on the side of the road with my coworker, you know, when I'm in charge of the carpool, she didn't have to, you know, you could, I could kind of see it. I, I and the, and the reason why I know that was a, a big problem for her is that when I handed her the keys to her new car, she smiled and she said, you know, I'm driving to work Monday and I cannot wait. Right. So by giving a quick example like that, something that that's real life, something that has happened recently and just kind of think back to some of those situations where a customer has had a really good success with that thing that you're promoting. And it and it turns out pretty well for the gas mileage problem. Um, I, by the way, you don't have to necessarily give an example or a story or a success story or anything like that every single time, although they, they are very powerful. Um, but for the gas mileage problem, an example that hits home. You know, like like um, let's just say that the improved gas mileage of the new car may allow the driver an extra couple of days between fill-ups. Doesn't have to be a lot, right? A couple of days in between fill-ups in a car over a year that got to add, add up to over ten full tanks of gasoline that the person is going to save. And just by you know doing the math for them and 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 showing them how that solution is going to occur by getting this better gas mileage, then then it, it's a little bit easier to persuade them or convince them. Um, the third thing that we talked about was um, the fact that it, it is a new car. It, it more likely kind of determined that it's more dependable. I mean, that, that's almost always the case. I mean, very rarely are you going to get a new car and have to put it in the shop right away, right? So, uh, but you can reinforce that with the, one of those success stories that we talked about before. It'll make you more persuasive. So you can say something like, you know, one of my customers um, had a job where he commuted over 50 miles each way every day, five days a week. And he traded in a four-year-old version of this car and replaced it with the exact same make, the exact same model. And the reason why is because he had put over 125,000 miles on the car in that four years. And he, and the, he never did any maintenance on the car except for oil changes. So he wanted to make sure he got that same dependability. So just by giving quick examples like that, it makes you more persuasive. Now, again, that's with a product like a car. Same thing will occur if, if, you're, if you're trying to come up with an idea or if you have an idea and you're trying to persuade people on the benefit of your idea. Uh, a lot of times... It, what's interesting that I that I find, especially when you're doing persuasive speeches on ideas that you want to share or that you want people to buy into, a lot of times you don't necessarily have to prove that your solution is the best solution. A lot of times you just have to prove to them that they have that problem. You know, sometimes, like for instance, I, you know, I mean, we'll take public speaking for instance. For instance, a lot of times. When um, when folks are kind of consulting with us, maybe they want to take one of our public speaking classes and our public speaking classes are awesome and we get phenomenal results. Most of the time, though, when we're consulting with a with a, a, a potential client or a potential student in our classes, what they really want to know is, do we understand the problem that they have? So basically, just by asking them questions about, hey, tell me what's happening now. You know, what what is going on? What do you want to fix? And a lot of times people will make the assumption that you can you can fix that problem. Now, and the reason why is because a lot of times you can just by you identifying with them what the problem is. A lot of times it's now easier to come up with a solution. So it's less risky now for somebody to buy into your idea or buy into the concept that you're trying to get across to them. So what makes this these these examples that um, I've kind of given you so far really great and is that they work 
it, it, it's just, they, it's, they really work because it's a, it's a basic persuasive speech outline. So if you start thinking about the problems that your audience members are experiencing, um, and then organize the, the potential problems into the top three challenges and then use stories, examples, or other proof that your ideas can, ideas can solve those problems, then you can create a fantastic persuasive speech outline very quickly, very easily. And a lot of times you can do it as you're in a conversation with somebody versus having to kind of write it out and script it. So hopefully it's very helpful. If you, if you want practice, by the way, on doing presentations like this or creating these types of outlines, we spent about a half day in the fearless presentations class, really working on honing in on these things and making it to where they're really easy to kind of do on an impromptu basis. So if you're looking for, for, um, practice doing that kind of thing you make sure and kind of come to one of our fearless presentations classes so hopefully it's very helpful um if you haven't yet subscribed to the fearless presentations podcast make sure and do that um also leave us a comment it's it's fantastic when we get those great comments of folks giving us the five stars and tell us how great the the content is and if you have any suggestions make sure and leave those either in the comments or go to fearlesspresentations.com and uh and shoot us an email Anyway, thanks a lot for being a part of the Fearless Presentations podcast, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.